scares me, I said. He came after me by the river. I wasn't sure if he meant to grab me or was teasing. Rufus chased him off. The adder was around the dock a few days ago, Alice added. He left his badger fur cloak in the warehouse. That could be the fur that Joan told Hannah about, I said excitedly. It could be him. The predator. Alice paused, and I thought giving her attacker a name gave her a feeling of being in control. When I grabbed his arm, I felt fur. It was just for a moment, and then he pulled my hand away. But it could have been that badger clothes. Alice laughed, and I marveled at her bounce back. The adder carried a strong smell of tobacco about him. It was a new import from the Americas, and few people in North Country would have smelled or sampled it. The adder does have a strong odor, I said. It's partly man smell, but he also smells like... Before I could ask Alice if she would recognize the reek of New World weed, we were interrupted by Hannah returning to bring Alice downstairs. Hey, welcome to the past. I'm so pleased you downloaded this 27th episode of Tales from Tudor Times. This podcast is a companion to my series of romantic suspense books with time travel twists. The first of these novels is Tangled in Tudor Times. By the way, if you haven't picked up Tangled in Tudor Times yet, it's on Amazon in both Kindle and paperback. There's so much history that doesn't fit into a novel, and that's where these historical tidbits casts come in. Like our Tangled in Tudor Times heroine, Bella Salas, these are things you might notice if you're unexpectedly tossed into the 16th century. This episode is Tobacco, a Tudor Treasure. When and where did the English and other Europeans first encounter tobacco? Who brought tobacco to England? Why did the English and other people use tobacco? Who benefited by the increasing production of tobacco by English people and English colonists? The African diaspora. Who suffered from the increasing use and production of tobacco by English people and English colonists. And finally, tobacco, a family legacy. By the way, the Tudors reigned from 1485 to 1603. When I mention the reign of Queen Elizabeth I's daddy, Henry VIII, I'm talking about the second Tudor ruler who reigned from 1509 to 1547. This is sometimes called the Henrician era, even though his father was also a Henry, the seventh. When I refer to the Elizabethans, or the Elizabethan era, I'm talking about the period between 1558 and 1603, when the last Tudor monarch, Elizabeth I, was on the throne. What is tobacco? Tobacco, Nicotiana tobacum, is an herbaceous plant used for centuries as a drug in ceremonies and to calm people who used it. The herb is a member of the Solanaceae family. Other plants in this family include Atropa belladonna, commonly known as deadly nightshade, as well as several other toxic plants, including mandrake, jimson weed, and henbane. Tobacco is used by burning and inhaling, chewing, or sniffing the cured leaves of the plant. Though tobacco has been used as a calming drug with a variety of medical properties for centuries, the current standing among Western medical practitioners is 
that is a toxic drug. In the United States, the Surgeon General's report of 1964 first linked the use of tobacco to lung cancer. It held cigarette smoking responsible for a 70% increase in the mortality rate of smokers over non-smokers. When and where did Europeans and the Tudors first encounter tobacco? Tobacco was completely unfamiliar to Europeans before the discovery of the New World. The Spaniard Bartolomé de las Casas described how the first scout sent by Christopher Columbus into the interior of Cuba found, quote, men with half-burned wood in their hands and certain herbs to take their smokes, which are some dry herbs put in a certain leaf, also dry, like those the boys make on the day of the Passover of the Holy Ghost. And having lighted one part of it, by the other they suck, absorb, or receive that smoke inside with the breath, by which they become benumbed and almost drunk. And so it is said they do not feel fatigue. These muskets, as we will call them, they call tabacos. I knew Spaniards on this island of Española who were accustomed to take it and being reprimanded for it by telling them it was a vice, they replied they were unable to cease using it. I do not know what relish or benefit they found in it. End quote. Who brought tobacco to England? In 1564, English naval commander John Hawkins returned from the New World with tobacco seeds. At this time, it was expected to be used as a drug. The habit of smoking took a little more time to become established. The Spaniard de la Casas wasn't the only man of his time who didn't find tobacco use appealing. James I, remember we encountered King James in the Tudor Witches episode in last month's October 2024 episode. Uh, so James I wrote a counterblast to tobacco in 1604, in which the king denounced tobacco use as a custom loathsome to the eye, hateful to the nose, harmful to the brain, dangerous to the lungs, and in the black stinking fumes thereof, nearest resembling the horrible Stygian smoke of the pit that is bottomless. Yeah, that's about how I feel when I encounter a burning cigarette. Why did English and other people use tobacco? As English merchants and sailors returned from the New World with tobacco, the English were attracted to the drug. Men and some women enjoyed the effect of smoking, chewing, and sniffing it. Tobacco was initially seen as a novel and exotic substance. People were curious about its origins and the customs of the indigenous peoples who used it in the Americas. It was considered an intriguing and fashionable novelty among the European elite. Tobacco smoking became a social and recreational activity. As it became more affordable, smoking in pipes or snuffing became a popular pastime, and it was associated with gatherings, socialization, and relaxation. People observed local people in the New World using tobacco for medical reasons. When they brought it to Europe and England, its health benefits were promoted. It was believed that smoking or chewing tobacco could cure various ailments and provide health benefits. It was used to treat conditions such as headaches, toothaches, and respiratory issues. Who benefited by the increasing production of tobacco by English people and English colonists? 
and the African diaspora, who suffered from the increasing use and production of tobacco by English people and English colonists. As the New World indigenous population quickly decreased due to guns, germs, and steel, the English assumed control of extensive fertile lands across the sea. Tobacco growing was one of the agricultural winners in the New World. The crop was labor-intensive, but the increasing trade for enslaved people from Africa made tobacco growing profitable for the English. Wealthy and soon-to-become wealthy Englishmen benefited by the increasing production of tobacco. It's still a shock to realize the degree to which the transatlantic slave trade that began during the Elizabethan era impacted so many African cultures. The trade in human beings continued for several centuries. Its legacy continues to this day. Tobacco became an extremely valuable commodity for England in the 16th and 17th centuries. Though the introduction of tobacco to Europe is often credited to Christopher Columbus, who is said to have encountered it during his voyage to the Americas, however, it was the English who played a significant role in popularizing and commercializing tobacco. The cultivation of tobacco in England's American colonies, particularly in Virginia and Maryland, became a crucial part of the economy during the 17th century. Tobacco quickly became a major cash crop for the English colonies in America. The favorable climate and soil conditions in Virginia were particularly well suited for tobacco cultivation. The crop provided a lucrative source of income for English colonists and became a vital component of the colonial economy. The cultivation of tobacco led to the establishment of a robust transatlantic trade network English merchants engaged in the triangular trade. The cultivation of tobacco led to the establishment of a robust transatlantic trade network. English merchants engaged in the rectangular trade, exchanging goods such as textiles and manufactured products for tobacco in the American colonies. This trade significantly contributed to England's economic prosperity. Tobacco played a crucial role in England's revenue generation. The English government imposed taxes on tobacco imports, providing a steady stream of income. Tobacco taxes became an essential source of revenue for the crown, helping fund various government activities and initiatives. The economic potential of tobacco cultivation was a driving force behind English colonial expansion in America. The establishment of colonies and the cultivation of cash crops, including tobacco, were key elements of England's efforts to increase its wealth and influence. The popularity of tobacco also had social implications. Smoking became fashionable among the English, and the demand for tobacco products grew not only in England, but also in other parts of Europe. Previously, we asked who suffered from the increased use and production of tobacco by English people and English colonists. Well, people such as the Akan, the Yoruba, and the Igbo, enslaved in West Africa. There were many other people enslaved there also. Those are just people that when I was doing my research, I, I found were a, a large percentage initially of the people that were first, first and early on enslaved. The slave trade had devastating effects on African societies. Entire communities were disrupted as people were forcibly taken from their homes, leading to social, economic, and cultural disintegration. 
the slave trade also contributed to the rise of powerful African states and kingdoms that engaged in the trade for economic and political gain. The economic success of cash crops, including tobacco, contributed significantly, significantly to the wealth of European nations involved in the transatlantic trade. The profits from the slave trade and plantation economies fueled economic growth in Europe, contributing to the development of industries and infrastructure. The forced migration of Africans to the Americas had a lasting impact on the African diaspora. It led to the creation of diverse African diasporic cultures in the Americas, shaped by a mix of African Europeans and indigenous influences. The legacy of slavery continues to influence social, economic, and cultural aspects of African diasporic communities to this day. So what was the tobacco trade responsible for? Tobacco brought economic benefits to England, but the expansion of tobacco cultivation was associated with the institution of slavery and the exploitation of labor in the American colonies. The economic success of tobacco contributed to the growth of the Atlantic slave trade as a means of providing labor for the American plantations and the destruction of many African cultures. 300 years after tobacco was brought to England and established as a valuable crop in the Americas, it still impacted my family. In the 20th century, my father acquired the habit of tobacco use shortly before he left for World War II. Use of the weed calmed him and his fellows before and after battle or a long day's work. When it came time for a break, they were encouraged to, quote, smoke them if you got them, end quote. After the war, Daddy continued to find the habit relaxing. By then, he was also addicted. Though a history of lung problems ran through my family, my father, his father, and his grandfather had smoked. When the Surgeon General's report linking the use of tobacco to lung cancer was published in 1964, my father soon accepted that tobacco use contributed heavily to his lung problems. Somehow, Daddy managed to give up cigarettes. Though he always had lung problems, he survived to the age of 90. My mother began smoking when she worked in the Chicago war plants during World War II. She and her sister knew their mother considered the habit unladylike, which only encouraged them to continue their use of tobacco. Two years after the Surgeon General's report, Mama managed to quit smoking about the same time as my father. She always said it was a fact that cigarettes had risen to 25 cents a pack. Mama also lived to be 90. Cousin Jean wasn't a smoker when the Surgeon General's report was first published, but when her second toddler was running around in the late 60s, she told her doctor that caring for two little boys so close in age made her very anxious. Her doctor recommended that she take up smoking to calm her nerves. Despite having read about the link between cancer and smoking in the Surgeon General's report, Jean was soon addicted. The doctor knows best, right? Cousin Jean died from lung cancer in her 70s. Heavily addicted, she smoked until the end. Nearly 400 years ago, Tudor merchant adventurers brought tobacco home to England. It was the latest treasure from the New World. This legacy left a dark imprint behind. 
a legacy of ill health that still lingers globally, and a diaspora that wrought cultural devastation across Africa. Both persist in shaping our world today. Want to hear more about Bella's visit to the Elizabethan era? Tangled in Tudor Times is available at Amazon.com as either an ebook or paperback. Look for Tangled in Tudor Times on Amazon.com by clicking on the description link in your podcast app. Or search Amazon for Tangled in Tudor Times. And if you're wondering about leaving a short review or just clicking the stars that indicate your opinion, please do. Reviews help me move up in the Amazon queue so that more people will see this book. See you in the 16th century. Thank you.